Just want to take a moment, guys, to thank my sponsor, Swan. They've been absolutely amazing in making this podcast happen. You all know that I love my new air fryer and I love the pink kettle and the Nordic collection as well. And Swan have been amazing and given me a discount code, which I've actually used myself and it saved me a lot of dollar. It is Lauren S20, so make sure you pop that in at the checkout. The website is www.swan-brand.co.uk. So grab some cool stuff for your kitchen. Use my discount code at the checkout and um, let me know what you get. Welcome back to Not Always a Princess. We have a very exciting guest on today. Um, something I'm the biggest fan of ever and a fellow Northern gal as well. It is Camilla Ainsworth. Yeah. Um, I wanted an apprentice. That was on my list. I was like, <laughs> someone from The Apprentice, but you're Northern. Yeah. yeah. So I tick all the boxes, basically. So you're from near me though, aren't you? Blackburn. Yeah. Costa del Blackburn, darling. Costa del Blackburn. Yes, absolutely. I always fly the flag for it. Yeah. I remember on the show, they were like, do you want us to put Lancashire instead of Blackburn? <laughs> they always do that. And like, I was like, Ribble Valley, yeah. Clitheroe, like, Pleasington. Yeah. I was like, no, say it with your chest. I'm from Blackburn. Yeah. Not afraid of it, you yeah. know. I'm from Burnley, not oh, far from you. Love do you know it. what? So many successful people come from Blackburn, Great Harwood mm. area. Like, do you know the, the Finch Bakery guy? Yes, yeah. I do. And yeah. there's um, Capo, the clothing brand. Yes. Um, so, oh, yeah. my ex-boyfriend used to wear that all the time. Really? They were oh, friends. Fun times. Fun, fun times. Um, so let's start from the beginning. Uh, the Apprentice vibes, yeah. But just before The Apprentice, like, where were you at? What was your vibe? Yeah, so pre-Apprentice, I had done the typical gap year. Um, yes. Gone to find myself yeah. in Australia. Um, basic bitch starter pack. <laughs> acai bowls. Um, days that ended in a Y, basically. Every, yeah. every single day yeah. having that. Um, so I was living in Australia for a year pre-apprentice um and I think I needed that because I'd been in education like up until that point I was it was very much that was what you did in my household yeah you um go to uni like you don't did really you do go it. to uni yeah I went to uni yeah. um and then I came back from Australia and the plan was always to go back because I'd done my farm work which let me tell you was the hardest thing I've ever done my vibe was just basically navigating through ending education and wondering what the hell to do next basically yes. at what kind of age was that so I think I was I was really young when I went to live in Australia actually I was because I was the youngest one in my year so I actually graduated from uni when I was 20 everyone's always like oh are you were you a genius were you like Matilda did you graduate early <laughs> but it's just when I was conceived yes um, so yes <laughs> um but I prefer the genius narrative I love um that. so I think I was 20 when I went to Australia so I was 21 when I came back Nice. Um, but that was a very character building experience. And I think that that actually allowed me to build the toolkit to have the confidence to then go on to The Apprentice. Yeah. What? What? At what point did you think, I'm mm. going to, I feel like going on that show yeah. or I might go on that show in the future. Did yeah. you ever get that? Well, I'm like you, I've always been a raging Apprentice fan. Yeah. Like, I grew up on that. Do you know what I mean? Like that was the only show that I was allowed to stay up and watch. Um, because it's actually conducive to, you know, learning. It's hundred percent. Um, it's really good for inspiring young people. And my parents were like big on let me watch Dragon's Den. I was going to say, did you ever have a Dragon's Den moment either? Yeah, like I, I think The Apprentice was always the one for me because it's you get longer on the show. And Lord Sugar, I'm a big Lord Sugar cheerleader, yes. super fan. Yes. Um, I was basically, when we were in the boardroom, I'd be able to like finish his sentences of like his life story. <laughs> no. He'd be like, I was selling aerials out of your car. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone was like, whoa. Okay. I, I tried to play it cool, uh, but I'd literally read all of his books from cover to cover. Yeah. Um, like if he'd have done a book signing, best be believing, I would have been there at like 5 a.m. Sometimes I have a crush on people based on their personality. Like mm. I have a crush on Gordon Ramsay, Sam I Powell. do. Yeah. Oh my God. That's, Lord Sugar's in that's there. so funny that yeah. you there. <laughs> I always say Gordon Ramsay and everyone's oh, like... Can you imagine? Yeah. Gordon Ramsay. Um, but there's that meme that goes around on Instagram that always makes me laugh. It's like, um, I just want my boyfriend to be like Gordon Ramsay and shout at me for um, yes. burning a creme brulee. Yeah. Like, yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was why I wanted to go on it. Just because I had a genuine interest in the show. I'd grown up on it. 
And I thought, you know what? I, I fell into the trap of when people watch The Apprentice and you end up screaming at the TV saying, what are you doing? I can do that. Oh my God, that. I said this on this season, yeah. right? So me and Dan sat there watching The Apprentice, went, right, do you know what? Actually, before they say what their idea is, what would we come up with? We're in yeah. the moment, we've not got our phone. Yeah. Because I remember him firing someone one year for a spell error. Yeah. And I was like, honey, we've yeah. all got spell check. We've yeah. all got calculators. Mm -hmm. That's unfair. Yeah, absolutely. Because you don't get your phones on the process. No, no phones at all for 12 weeks. But you scream in like you know like mm. that is the most ridiculous idea yeah. I don't know if you watched did you watch this season I didn't watch this season no I feel like a traitor for saying that yes because um, it was quite a good one you know they'd have one week where they'd make something but you'd think the next week you'd think if they'd only made that what they made last week for this yeah, week they'd have been absolutely. winners absolutely I think um I think with the spelling stuff uh we there was one year and I think it was my year actually not on my team but they um we'd made chocolate and it, they were called like um cocoa nibs but they'd spelt it nips and oh, uh yeah what about the kill one with the oh, oh yeah with the um, the baby food the dies yeah. yes did you know that your baby's yeah well my year it. remember was jet pop as in the explode and we put an explosion over the earth oh, um so no. yeah but I, I, the thing with me is with the apprentice i never want to say too much to ruin the show because people watch it with me when it's on TV and I'm like and I ruin it for them because I'm like that didn't happen like that like that's been manipulated is it very processed like it isn't in that whatever you say you've said like no one's giving you lines but when you're waking up at 4am for 10 weeks you know back to back they, they do that on purpose so that you got you are going to make mistakes yeah uh, because you sleep deprived you know what I mean yeah um, and also um when it comes to the spelling mistakes and names of things this is this is spilling a bit of tea but um you might come up with a name that's re really quite good like for jet pop I never wanted to call it jet pop who wants to call it jet pop do you yeah. know what I mean terrible terrible name I wanted to call it fly vacay and then the um strap line was like what happens on vacay stays on vacay because it was like an 18 to 30s like magaluf holiday yeah so I was like brilliant anyway not allowed so they come back and say oh legal said that that's not allowed so you have to pick another one oh. so so it's like so that does ruin it, doesn't it? When you know yeah. that, because you're like, oh. So do you now look at them and think, oh, you probably uh, yeah. had a better idea than yeah, that? Yeah, of course. And I'm just like, they're poor. And then you've just got to own it. You're just like, well, that's the only thing that we're allowed to call it. So let's just let's just get on with it. Best of a bad situation. Best of a bad bunch, exactly. So the, yeah, that's um, that's something that's like. Do you juicy. really wake up at four o'clock in the morning? And do you really? I see this all the time. Yeah, but I want it from you. Yeah, twenty minutes to get ready. Yeah, genuinely true. You all look amazing. Well, I, I feel like episode seven of the garden task I only had one eyebrow that's <laughs> that's one of my my favorite um episodes but I was just like you know what I prioritize sleep in this moment if I can get an extra two minutes of sleep that's two minutes more than the opposition you love know? that so yes. I was like so what if I look like I've been dragged through a bush back is it really fun living in the house with everyone it is but I am um, I'm an extrovert, but I'm an introverted extrovert. To like spend time on I your own. I love spending time on my own. And I was in a single bed with another girl who I loved, but you just never get any time on your own. And I feel like for people that do, like I get my energy from other people, but I have to like take that time to recalibrate. And there was none of that. Um, yeah. So you just always like, Every business owner needs that. Yeah. If you're mad on business, yeah. you want to read your books, you want downtime, you want, mm. you know, time for yourself in your own thoughts. Yeah. More so help. now. I, de I definitely used to love being around people a lot more, whereas now I'm a lot more selective with my energy because got I shit feel, to do as well. Yeah, like you've exactly. got to be productive. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, it was an amazing experience. It really was. I think it was five years ago now. So it was a long time. Yeah. Um, so my question is, they seem to do really cheesy lines. They seem to have to read their business plans on the treadmill and stuff like yeah. that. Is it because the people are cheesy that they choose or is it, mm. come on, say something cheesy? Like yeah. sometimes they'll say, I'm the Kim Kardashian of the business world. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, so that is, I think that is an amalgamation of big characters and also being yeah fed lines a little bit like why yes. don't you say something like this and by the time you've had like a 12 hour day you're just like right okay yeah let, let's just let's just say that talk to me about the boardroom experience yeah. because I see you all sweating yeah what's that like terrifying genuinely genuinely terrifying there was, there's nothing quite like it you had Claude and Karen yeah and Karen. there's nothing worse than you all yeah and I feel like you just put under such 
a microscope that you can't escape anything that you've done. And um, just that atmosphere is terrifying. Is there a lot of stop starting in that or is it just we roll? Pretty much we roll, but for hours and hours and hours. Really? Yeah. Like how's the long, what's the longest time you were in I think we were in, we were in there like maybe two and a half hours, but you see what, like 10 minutes of it, which is crazy. But I was 22 when I was on The Apprentice and I think they've actually changed the age. Um, they've made it so that you have to be 25 to go on it now. Really? Yeah, because there was a few young people that went on it and it is a lot of um, scrutiny. Like there's, on the final episode, there's 9 million people watching it. There's only two people in the final. So that's a lot of eyes on you yeah. at a young age. I wouldn't yeah. change it, but I do think it's a really good movement that they've changed it to be 25. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So um, are Karen and Claude as scary as um, they look? Um, I'd say Karen is more scary. Claude is a little bit less scary. Because you've had a moment with Claude, yeah. didn't you? Because that is probably one of the most viral moments. Yes, it is. The Apprentice. <laughs> Dan was actually watching it yesterday. It was on his FYP on TikTok. Really? Yeah. Best moments of The Apprentice. No way. Or like funniest. Yes. Love that. Because I am not actually on TikTok really. I'm a dinosaur when it comes to TikTok. Yeah, which yeah. is annoying. But um, that moment, everyone's always like, oh, do you regret that? And I'm like, no. no. Because personality these days I think is celebrated a lot more even than it was five years ago when I did that it was literally like so shocking everyone was like oh my god as if she's done that whereas nowadays there's been a bit of a pivot to like personality first um, in interviews so um, but I did mean to go into the interview and say good afternoon Claude <laughs> and then plot twist like you it just came out. out yeah I was just like <laughs> And I could tell, like, and I just thought, as soon as I said it, I thought, God, the producers are going to be literally like this. Yeah. You know I mean, I could literally hear the friction of the hands rubbing together. Because them interviews are hardcore. Yeah. Again, is that a long process? Yeah. Is it as terrifying as it looks? Yeah. Very, very terrifying. There is a nice interviewer on Yes. Your, the one that always makes people cry. She wasn't Claudia. on this year. Was she not? No. Who was it instead? Uh, Karen. Karen. Help <gasps> me. She was Awful. Brutal. Even if they cried in front of her, she was like tissue, and then get pull yourself together. She <gasps> was. She wasn't. She didn't replace that yeah. nice woman because that was the nice bit. You know that mm, that finding she'd get out about the, the family, emotional side of business yeah. out of you. Absolutely. And I'm not a crier, but good lord, like she did make me cry because I think it's just like. You've been grilled by however many people for hours and hours. And then, like, sometimes she might just throw you a nice thing. Like, obviously, I was 22, and I think she said to me, like, you know what, it is impressive. And, you know, and, and I was just like, oh, yeah. And that was all she said. But I, I was, think that's needed. It I was, do. it was. Was Claude one of the scarier ones? Yeah, yeah. Nothing gets past him. No. Um, no there's no stone unturned. Um, but it is a business show at the end of the day. And I think that that gets lost sometimes in the... Do you know why I think it might get lost? I, I think this every year, this seems to be the same business plans every year. Mm. Every year they've had someone who has a sweet business. Yes. Every year. Agreed. And every... Well, to be fair, the, one of the girls did actually win, didn't she? When they chose the two winners yes. that year. Yes, yeah. Um, yeah, there does tend to be quite a similar profile. Lots of desserts. Lots of desserts. And I think actually, if you've got something different um, these days, that's a real winning ticket to actually yeah. getting on the show. Because he's had two desserts. I'm sure he's had like two or three dessert yeah, winners. Yeah, he has. So. And I think someone, someone needs to shake up the format. So I'm hoping that next year there's something that's really out there. And I think that that's why maybe I like got on the show because I my business was something different. Um, and I think that's a top tip that I would say if anyone's got an out there business yeah. but maybe they're a bit scared and they don't feel like they've been doing it for a long time don't worry about that the fact that your business is in a different field will catapult you onto the mm. show anyway mm. um because it's crying out for something like that it is. you know like an agricultural yeah. business or like like your business or mm -hmm. like anything like that I think it's just different and it because one of his most successful businesses she didn't even win the show she mm. came third tropic yeah she came third she's actually come out of business with him now mm. I don't know how she's done that because yeah. it must be a huge kind Absolutely. of big thing but she came third sent, yeah. sent um, Lord Sugar's wife products and yeah. it was like this is amazing and, and I use that skincare every day mm. and it's one of his biggest businesses. Yes, absolutely. And that I, it's like One Direction. They didn't win the show, but they are absolutely killing it, aren't exactly. they? So, yeah, that's something as well. Like it's not, 
for me, it wasn't about winning. It was about going on. Um, growing. Growing, exactly. And it was never for Pushing my... Pushing yourself out of your comfort yeah, zone. Yeah, it was never for my personal profile. It was more for um, just being a human sponge and absorbing information. Did you think you'd come second? No. Oh, my God. No. Even my dad was like, right, try and get to final five. That's yeah. the goal. And then I hadn't prepared for actually being in the final. Because I every week... Everyone that was on the show will um, attest to this. I used to pack my suitcase like fully. No one else would. They'd just like, you know, because they wouldn't think that they were actually going. Whereas me, toothbrush, like everything was in the suitcase. Because I just always thought I was going to get fired. Because I used to really just put myself out there, which meant that I was always in the firing line. If you're always putting yourself as project manager week in, week out. Absolutely. But yeah, I feel like that's... Um, Were you in the bottom a lot? Uh, no, I actually wasn't. I brought got brought back in once. Um, Is that it? And then I was in there by default by because there was obviously smaller groups of people by yeah. that time. Um, but the time that I got got brought back. Oh. I deserved to be brought back. Did I would have. You? I was literally like, if they hadn't have brought me back, I would have been like, I'm fucking come staying. Because yeah. come on, like yeah. I fucked up. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's all about self awareness, and I was ready to argue my corner because my biggest argument throughout the Apprentice and then afterwards is like, if you put yourself out there, obviously you're going to face you know, um, scrutiny. Obviously, you're going to be in the firing line, but at least you put yourself in a position to be noticed 100%. and to actually, you know, um, make He does pick difference. up on the ones, though, that don't, mm. you know, put themselves out there. That's yeah. a, a bit of a pet hate for him, I think. Absolutely. You know? You've likes. never been project manager. What are you playing Yeah, at? meanwhile, I was there like, I'll do it. I'll yeah. do it. Me, 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 me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Even though I was absolutely grossly underqualified. But I love to say like, oh, I'm the target market for this. They always used to take the piss because in every task, I'd be like, I'm the target target market I'm the target market <laughs> like I just thought I was the target market passion, for everything yeah for and also the fact that I like I buy absolutely everything so I am the target market for everything I'm a yeah. I'm a marketeer's wet dream love that yeah you know on holiday when you go down like it's a strip and there's people selling things I will start the strip <laughs> and then by the end of it I've got about 55 braid in your hair oh yeah I'm a nightmare <laughs> for that but supporting the local community do you know what I mean I love that small businesses absolutely so just before we end the apprentice chat but tell me about the audition process because mm. that for me I think would be one of the scariest things. yeah um so there was a lot of different stages uh, which I actually tried to Google like what the stages were, but there wasn't that much online because they obviously try and keep it top secret, but um, it was very intense. There was multiple different um, auditions. I did one in Manchester and then I had to go down to London. Um, so yeah, there was a lot of hoops to jump through. Um, and I never actually thought, no one actually ever thinks that they're going to get on, no. on it because there are so many people that go for it. But I think um, not, like being fine if you get on it and fine if you don't was the best standpoint to be. Yeah, and you've I was, gone through the process. Yeah, exactly. And I met some really good people um, with really inspiring businesses in the process. And then when they did actually call me to say that I was going to be on it, I was literally like, what? Like I could not believe it because there's actually, they have reserves for every candidate. Um, and funnily enough, one of the girls that won, the sweet girl actually, Sarah Lynn, she was a reserve. So someone... Um, pulled out last minute and she, she got to it. go on it and she won so wow. yeah so that's an inspiring story in that like you can even if you like not selected for something like the first time round like trust the process keep going yeah there's meant to be will be absolutely so yeah um it was it definitely aged me 25 years <laughs> but the whole process in general in fact that was something that like people love to tweet about because obviously I was 22 and they were like um, Camilla's 22 like must have been a hard paper round everyone was like couldn't get their head around that I was 22 because it did look old to be fair the camera is not was not kind you are very mature and you're very yeah. business minded yeah and, I feel like know. it's catching up to me now because I'm 27 people yeah. can't like you know what I mean <laughs> I'm like not mature for me anymore <laughs> I but that. I was at the time I was um, what was the hardest thing about the whole experience for you um, interviews audition like anything I think it was not having any communication with the outside world. So, nothing. no phone, no phone. Not even one day you get your phone. No, no, nothing for 12 weeks. Like, it's a long time. You don't see friends and family for 12 weeks. You're allowed one five minute phone call a week to one person. So, say in prison? Yeah, it was. Oh I know, literally. Um, they, they were really strict with everything, no reading material. 
no music because it was seen to like motivate you. It genuinely felt like I was incarcerated. It did. And when I came out- I feel like you losing your mind a bit. A little bit. Um, and you're so distorted from reality. Even like your business, like you forget why you're even there because you're like- <laughs> Why am I here? Do I sell sweets What is now? this? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, what, what, who am I? So that was the hardest thing. Just, yeah. And also having to like, not lie, but having to fabricate the truth as to where I was for 12 weeks. So I wasn't allowed to say. No wonder people are spelling stuff wrong. Exactly. words didn't even look right. Yeah. So yeah, and that's why I think I find it difficult. And that's why I think I didn't watch this year because I can't watch... Like you Twitter, know. Instagram, people ripping people to pieces. And I know it's entertainment to an extent, but it's real people. And I think it's so hard. It's so much harder than you think it oh, is. So I, I mean, can't watch. hard enough to get on it and yeah. then do the process. Yeah, and then... exactly. So that's why I've like kind of, I might watch next year. I've watched every other year apart from this year. Yeah. Um, so I just kept so quiet about it this year. Are you year. still in touch with like a lot of people that were on your Yeah, season? we're still in a group chat, which is nice, but we've not seen each other for a while. Although I do keep in contact with some of the girls, which is really nice. Really And good. we all do rally. Say if we've got like a business launch or like a masterclass or whatever, like they'll, all, they'll all share it on the stories and whatnot. So that's a really nice um, sense of like family because we all live together for 12 weeks. So um, it's a very dysfunctional family, but in prison. yeah, yes, yeah. <laughs> in the apprentice prison, exactly. What the hell? Yeah. Um, so, what was your best like thing you've taken from it? Best experience, best moment? Yeah. You know the growth. Mm, I would definitely just say um, that the the experience taught me that like if you put yourself out there, put yourself in a position for opportunities to find you, because I very easily wouldn't have gone to the second audition because I was actually away on holiday at the time. I just got there, came back. (gasps) But my family were very split. They were like, half of them were like, you need to go. And then half of them were like, there's still... I think at yeah, that stage, colada. yeah, go yeah. to the breakfast buffet, gorge yourself. And there was still like 5,000 people in the process then. But I just thought to myself, you know what? At least then I can say that I've tried and I've, you know, put myself out there. And if I don't get it, I don't get we'll it. book another fly. But yeah, exactly. So I'm just really, I think, um, take the chance or always regret it, you know? I mean... You, you got on yeah, it, you came exactly. second. So that's like, and it, it doesn't always happen like that. There's been several things that I've done since then that haven't actually paid off. But like, eventually it's the small 1% um, sacrifices and risks that accumulate. And I think that that's um, a snowball effect. You know what's amazing? You got the full apprentice experience mm. because you came second. Yeah. So you've got that moment where you've got to present your entire business to all these incredible people. Who, yeah. You know, like, how was that? Yeah, it was, uh, that was scary because I think the last thing that I'd done in front of that many people was at the school carol service. (laughs) But obviously I didn't let them, I didn't let them know that because as soon as you show weakness in a show like that, it's a storyline. So they like, they'd constantly be like, are you nervous? Are you nervous? Like it's a big thing, you know, pretty nervous, aren't you? And I was like, no, no. Um, so I, you had to like fake it till you make it. Like, I know that that's a really controversial opinion, but I, I just had to do that because... You're not just in front of all these successful business people. You're on, you know, do, yeah. do, you, do you know you're on, do you feel like you mm. know the cameras are there and you're going to be on no, TV? You no, know, um, no. Because I didn't actually allow myself that level of um, pressure because it was enough that there was 400 people and industry expert experts watching. So I tried not to... Uh, think about that added layer of 9 million people as well. Um, but yeah, I think I just need a tunnel vision. While it's on my mind, this might sound like a stupid question, but when they go to where you've got a market with like yeah. Asda and shit like that, like do they really place orders or is it? Yeah, no, they're hypothetical, right. but they have to put themselves in a position of like, it is your This is what money. we would, would do. You? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was like that because I was like, do we benefit from any it's of my, that? It's my jet yeah. brand actually going Yeah, imagine, imagine. <laughs> so no, that is a, it's a good question though because I always worried, um, wondered that as well. Um, but no, they're hypothetical orders. Yeah, nice. Right, so what would you take from the whole experience? What would you kind of recommend people mm. do if they want to apply? Is there any advice you yeah. can give on The Apprentice? I'd say be authentically yourself, present them with a business that is a bit different um, and be like be yourself to the point where like you're not hiding behind a mask or like trying to be the most polished version of yourself. Like I wasn't the most polished version of myself on the show, uh, but I think that that's what... Um, 
kind of um, comes across as like authentic as opposed to, you know, second guessing what they want to hear. Just like stay true to yourself and um, don't, um, don't get distracted by the aftermath of the show, like, because it's easy to say yes to absolutely everything and then get distracted from like your business because there's a unique opportunity um, in the show, it opens a lot of doors if you say yes to the right things. But yeah. if you just become a general yes gal and you just go into everything, like it really dilutes the impact that you can have. Um, so, and also like, don't think that you have to like get um, a PR team. If you do get on the show, like you can do it yourself. I like, I've always done it myself and it's like, it's been pretty good. So I feel like you're going to say, yeah, but are you really glad you did it? And mm. would you recommend people go for it? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, and don't wait until you're the finished version of yourself. You don't have to be polished. Like, get started and get perfect later. I've always thought that, you know, it's better just to get yourself out there and oh. refine as you go. Yeah, love that. Right, let's chat about you. Because I feel like since the show, you've just become this boss you know, cringy boss babe in the business world. Like, if you're enjoying the Not Always a Princess podcast, first of all, thank you. But second of all, come and follow us on Instagram, subscribe on YouTube, follow us on TikTok. On the Instagram, we'll be posting lots of behind the scenes, sneak previews of guests, get ready with me's, chip flip quizzes. And I want to kind of build a little bit of a community on there where we do lots of 90s chip flick stuff. I love my quizzes, as you all know. I started them in lockdown and I've moved them over to the podcast. So um, if you love stuff like that, yeah, make sure you come and follow the Instagram. And I hope you're enjoying. Let's chat about you. What have you kind of been up to since the show? And Yeah, so I used the show as a platform to go into consultancy, which has been amazing. Like I absolutely love it. I feel like it's one of those really fulfilling jobs where I can apply what I've learned and help other businesses. I have got a soft spot for small businesses, but yes, I have because that's how we got yeah, in contact. Because you were working with one of your clients, you um, yeah, dropped me a message. Absolutely, um, and I feel like using products as currency. So that's always been my biggest marketing tool um, because if you can send something out to someone and you know get them to post about it, get them to enjoy it, and if they've got the right audience, then it's a really good way to use your product and not actually spend on marketing, if that makes sense. So yeah, no, it's been it's been a journey. I've been doing consultancy now for five years and I've worked some, with some amazing brands. Yeah. And I like to think like, apprentice or not, I would have got to that point. But I do think, and I acknowledge that The Apprentice was maybe a an elevator. So yes. it probably fast-tracked me by like two years, let's say. But I've always been super driven. Um, I've always you know, wanted to do business from when I was like seven. Mm -hmm. I used to like go around to neighbors' houses, like selling eggs that my <laughs> chickens had laid, you know, do all the branding and all of that. Um, so yeah, I've worked with loads of businesses and um, I just, I, there's nothing quite like seeing a product come to fruition from concept to reality. And that, yes. is, that is my cardio at the minute, just like product development, working with brands um, and creating products that are going to, and service-based businesses as well, that are going to um, really disrupt the industry. Yeah, I love that. Do lots of varieties of businesses come to you? And yeah, everything from, you know, like dessert businesses to protein brands to like, I've had all sorts, like it's just, it's fabulous. And, um, you know, just helping young people get into the, the realm of business is really rewarding. So you went to uni. Yes. What did you do at uni? I did law at uni. Did you? Yeah. You clever clogs. I know. I, I always forget that I did, but I hated it because for me, so many like, people say that. Yeah, yeah. I just think I watched too many episodes of Suits and was <laughs> like, yes, this is the path for me. Um, but it was really good for life skills, uni. Did you um, live at uni? Lived at uni. I went to Manchester, actually. Um, lived there. Um, and actually, when I look back to me at uni, I was a completely different person. At sixth form, really geeky, loved to learn. And then I went to uni and lost my way a bit. Like, I went to two 9am lectures the whole time. Really? Yeah. I was Were you a party gal? Mm. I did go out, it's all a blur, but I do remember going out quite a bit in like 
freshers. Mm. Um, and I think I did just lose my way a little bit at uni because I wasn't enjoying my course. I didn't really make that many friends actually, which was really not like me because I am a gregarious person and I love to get on with people. But I think for me, if I was to say to anyone like now, um, I come from a family where people do go to uni, that's the done thing. But um, I think that I would say, you know, I never went to uni, yeah. never did it. I, and I wouldn't say go to uni, like from my experience, I think we're sold a dream. And um, I think it's just so hard, even from a GCSE level to just choose what you want to do. It's, yeah. you know, and to spend all that money at uni and be like, I'll try this. Yeah. It, it's a big decision. There's other ways to get the life um, lessons. So like going traveling or whatnot, I'd always say go traveling over going to uni. You build up the same toolkit um, but minus the debt. Well, it depends if you're a big spender to be <laughs> yeah. when you go away. But yeah, like if I do have kids, I will say to them like, you know, do what you want to do. But I wouldn't say that going to uni has, has made me the person that I am. I would say it's more the experiences outside of that that have. So where did the goats and the farming and yeah. stuff like that come from? So I grew up on a bit of a small holding, like a small farm in Blackburn. Um, and... Like my family, like they've always said, you know, we want you to learn responsibility. And that was by raising like animals. So we were like Noah's Ark. Like we got two of everything, literally. And I remember my dad, for my dad's 40th, my mum bought him like 40 animals. So there was like um, eight quails, um, two um, ostriches. <laughs> and she was like trying to get to 40. Towards the end, I was like, what are you going to do? Buying four ants to make it up to 40. Do you know what I mean? They, that is amazing. They, yeah, they are funny. So like, I've been brought up around like loads of animals. So I am a farm girl, really, at the heart did of it. Did they hit the 40 animal mark? They did, they did. Oh, they hit amazing. the 40. Um, so the goats were part of that. Um, and, the uh, goats I, were your little yeah, children, Yeah, they were they? my thing. Like, I've always had goats. You it's still just, have the goats? Yeah, I still got the goats. They live at my parents' house. Um, so, but I do go and, uh, go and see them, go for visitations. Yes. They've still got their own Instagram, the goat gram <laughs> underscore. Everyone's always really like, they got loads of followers from the apprentice. I don't ever post on it anymore, but, um, see, they need their own like TikTok. They need yes. That, TikTok I want them at my wedding. I would be... Like, <gasps> I genuinely, I don't know who, like, I don't know if anyone's ever done that, but like they need to be the ring bearers. I always say that. Oh, and I'm not even joking. What with your little sausage dog yeah, in the middle? Yeah, <laughs> it'd be an absolute stampede. No, you need to get the 40 animals there. Come Imagine. on. Imagine. Well, half of them are dead now. Love, but yeah, it was a while ago. My dad's 56. So you can imagine. They're dropping like flies. <laughs> No, we've got a plot in the garden. I feel like everyone's got a plot up. If you've got a bit of land where you just bury all the animals. Do <laughs> you know what I mean? If you were to like dig up part of our, there's just loads of like dead animals under there. Dad's had to do a new plot. He's like, there's no room there. Dad's had to do a new plot. He's like, there's no room there. Do you know how crazy yeah. this is? Oh, stop. Yeah. Um, Can you just tell thinking. me what the animals were? Because this yeah. is like the best bit. So there was, um, there was quails. <laughs> And then we had two Dexter cows, which are like miniature cows. And then what else did we have? Not killing anyone else. What the fuck? <laughs> I know. I know. They're all dead now. They're under. They are. They're all under the patio. No, I'm joking. Along with a few ex-boyfriends. No teasing. Although my dad, if he was to, if he was to be in charge of the ex-boyfriends, they would be buried under the Definitely. patio. Definitely. You've got a good relationship with your parents. So you? good. Yeah. Really, really good. <laughs> There's actual tears there. Killed me. Um, yeah, I have a really good relationship with the parents, which is good. They love to to grill the. Oh she's, she's not. She's I've just, gone. I've gone. I've lost it. It's, oh, to me, it's so that. normal as well. I'm just like, yeah, they're all buried. They're all dead and I'm gone. Like, <laughs> Because I'm imagining four little ants buried under the house. Why am I imagining little that? caskets. Oh my God, but the goats are still alive They're still and kicking. alive. They're going, much to my father's dismay, goats yeah. live till they're about 20. He's Do like, they? He's like, fucking hell. He's like, when are you going to move out to somewhere that you can have the goats? Because obviously at the minute, oh. I live in an apartment. Do so yeah, in, in Manchester, you do. Yeah. You're a Manchester guy. We met each other at the Manchester yes, market. Yes, we did. You messaged yeah. me for a brand and then yeah. I was like, whoa, that's Camilla. Yeah. I think I just said hello to you. <laughs> yeah it's um I love that about Manchester like you just walk down Deansgate and you feel like Mrs Manchester because you're like hey hey yes hey. yeah it, when you're a sociable person which I would imagine like I'm getting the vibe you are yes. as well um it adds on 20 minutes to every journey because you have like <laughs> chats I just can't stop chatting like 
that is literally my toxic trait, just talking to absolutely anyone. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. I tell Uber drivers that I love them on the daily. Do you? I'm like, love you, bye, babes. <laughs> um, but yeah. So do you enjoy living in Manchester? Do you prefer it to Blackburn? Yes, I yes. definitely. I think with Blackburn, it served me at the time, but I actually think um, you fall into a danger of like mixing with the same people and you're not, you're in a bit of an echo chamber where the same views are circulating all the time. And it's nice just to get out and to see a little bit more of the world. And I don't think like, there's a quote that goes around on Instagram all the time. Like the best thing you can do to yourself is like, get out of your hometown. I don't believe that no. in its entirety. And that I think you should get out of the hometown for like periods of time, but like everyone's different. Like a lot of people thrive in the hometown. So yeah. it's completely down to the individual. But for me, it yeah. was a good thing to leave. You um, live with your little sausage dog. Yes. And... Oh, you know what? I am living out my childhood dreams. What's I his really name? am Norris. No. Where I'm a raging Coronation <laughs> Street fan. Oh, the guy yeah. who owned the the corner shop. Of course we know who Norris is. He's yeah. an icon. Exactly. And he was a grafter. He owned his corner shop. So I was like, well, that's a self-fulfilling prophecy. In his little hometown. In his little hometown. Yeah, Weatherfield. Exactly. Is it Weatherfield? No, I think he's also dead. No, yeah, he's not. He I think Norris is from near me, actually. From us, near us. Is he? Pretty sure he's a little yeah. northerner. So he lives on in Norris's legacy, oh, in my dog's legacy. So, I love that. But it's, it really does ruin the street cred, actually, when I'm out and about. And I'm like, Norris! And he's and really like, cute. He's so cute. I actually think he needs to be in the Guinness Book of Records because I genuinely think that I have the only dog in the world. He's one now, but he's still a puppy. Yeah. Like he's got a puppy face. So he's Peter Pan in dog form. Oh, so he never I, grows up. No, he has never. Honestly, he's not changed since he was a not puppy. Not aged. He's not aged. He's Benjamin Button. No, he does age, doesn't he? Um, so yeah, <laughs> yes. he's Peter Pan. Um, and I'm, I love that. Yeah, everyone's like, oh my God, is he like, have you just got him? I'm, I'm like, no, he's one. Seven oh. in dog years. So yeah. Um, yeah, Norris is the love of my life. But, so... Um, I follow you on the ground yes. and you are like the most motivational person Thank ever. You. You've been swanning it up in, um, yes. swanning it up. Do you like that? Swanning, swan. <laughs> um, you've been swanning it up in Barbados. Yes. Check you mm. out. You seem to surround yourself with, um, this is kind of what I'm getting from your Instagram. Yeah. Like you, you surround yourself with good people who are kind of mm. like you. Cause I'm like that. I, you said on your Instagram that you mm. went to Barbados, you were in bed by 9pm, yes. like little grandma. Yeah. That is so me. Mm. So me. Yeah. Love a drink every now and again, love a cocktail. But I am very much like, cause mm. are you, are you part of the, you're not part of the 5am club, are no, you? No, I'm not. You know, I, and I used to be, I've done the whole like Robin Sharma, read the book, 5am club. And it's just not for me. It's, no. It really isn't. And I think that like we have to ignore these extrinsic pressures from like hustle culture that you have to be up at 5am in order to be successful, in order to like seize the day and car pay that fucking DM. Absolutely not. 5am is, is graft. No, it's early. Not. I think it's ridiculous actually. Like fine, if it works for some people, great. But if you wake up at eight, nine, 10, if that works for you, do you. And I think that like, it's the same, there's this narrative that um, in society you have to get up at five or you have to get up early otherwise you're a failure or you're not um, the millionaire lifestyle exactly isn't it? and same with like these pressures like by this age you should have this like all of these timelines that are thrust onto us from an early age we were just, just talking think, about the Forbes thing weren't we mm, the, the 30 age yeah I just think like Forbes 30 under 30 like we need to have a Forbes 40 under 40 or a 70 under 70 like yes. why are we restricted by age or the time we get up or how much money we earn or you know I feel like it's a lot of the time like the biggest thing the most pivotal thing that I've learned is just do what feels right for you mm -hmm. and genuinely just like everyone whose opinions that you care about will like it sounds depressing but they will literally you'll die they'll die and then all you've got to show for it is that you lived a life for other people and I think yes. that that's really once you realize that like um as humans, we're quite egotistical in that we think that people are thinking about us all the time and they're thinking about what we're doing and they're judging us. A lot of the time, they're not thinking about us at all. And you need to their free yourself. Their own insecurities, their own yeah. thing going on. Yeah, yeah, they don't care about you. So like, like the biggest thing for me was like realizing like no one actually gives a fuck. It's only us projecting that people are talking about us. Yes, you might feature in the odd group chat. Like who cares? At least like 
they're talking about you. Yeah. Like, who cares? Give them something to talk about. That's always Love been that. my. Like, there's a would you rather question. Like, would you rather no one ever speaks about you or like people were always speaking about you? And like, it's it's a completely subjective choice. But I think um, The Apprentice helped with that view of like, people are going to talk about you regardless. So give them a, a show or a and story. And a reason to. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Exactly. Yeah. Oh my God, you've got such a good outlook on life. Thank you. Um, again, from, from the gram, this is kind of what I've got. You love to set yourself challenges, goals. Yeah. You're an absolute go-getter, aren't you? I feel, I feel it's weird when people, because I always, when you, you're like running your Instagram page, I never think about like what it comes what, across as. So yeah. that's actually really interesting. You come across um, as a, a very motivational, very... You. you. do actually come across very 5am club. Really? You do because you're so more... Yeah, you know, interesting. So well, yeah, full disclaimer. Like this morning I woke up at like, I think it was like eight o'clock. So yeah, let's dispel that. Love that. Um, I don't want people to ever think that like... But not in a bad way. Yeah. In a very like, mm. oh, she's just got... She, you're just a yeah. bundle of energy. That's good, Yeah. Thank little you. grandma in Barbados yes I am 27 going on 87 <laughs> um, but I do love a challenge I do love a a goal something that just gets me out of my comfort zone let's chat about your goals what, what kind of goals are yeah we thinking? What? um so I just did the boxing fight yeah which went against everything did in you, my you DNA I, won. I would not be sat here and we wouldn't be talking about it if I didn't win <laughs> because as much as I was like it's the taking part that counts it absolutely was not <laughs> In this case, it wasn't. If I hadn't have won, I wouldn't have left the house. Okay. Because I am Love competitive, that. very competitive. We're doing it for that. You know, you're doing yeah, it for that. Yeah, and Ooh. I didn't, to be fair, I didn't do it for the win. But um, I did it because it was the scariest thing that, for me, I could do. Like, punching someone in the face. It goes against the grain of, like, of being human. I don't think that, like, I'm a lover, not a fighter. Do you know what I mean? Yes. So um, I feel like I just needed to do that to tick it off. I did the marathon last year, the boxing fight this year. Um, and yeah, I'm running out of challenges actually. And never. Yeah, no, never. I am. I've done like I've done quite a lot of things. I think I just need to chill because my <laughs> poor friends and family, my mum's like, please just relax. Like the amount of stuff that I put them through, like even watching The Apprentice, it's it's not nice, like always watching um like even the publics, because I got ripped to shreds for loads of things and watching that like as a mother or a father or whatever, the marathon obviously that was quite tough. Are they the first people you go to when you decide to do something? Mm, and you're yeah. like, Mum, I'm gonna be yeah, a Yeah, they did they were like, What are you doing? Like genuinely, they just and that's the one thing actually that the parents weren't that enthusiastic about and um I don't even th I think they were watching it like this. oh did they I come to the fight to go yeah oh. yeah I have to have that accountability and that's something that I'll say when you do something or when you say you're going to do something I always tell absolutely everyone because the more people you tell the more likely you are to do it and everyone takes the piss because when I did sign up to the marathon I'd be in a coffee shop and they'd be like like what's new with you I'd be like I'm doing the marathon and it's like you know but I had to tell everyone otherwise I wouldn't do it and you always do follow through is there any time you've yeah. never followed through with it you've decided oh I'm going to do a boxing not, fight yeah. and then you haven't or do you, no, just, you do it no and that and the reason I do it is because I tell people um so that I I you know get rid of that way out it's so important it really is and that's why I write things down as well um but yeah the boxing fight was probably up there with the proudest moments like even more so maybe than the the apprentice because uh, the apprentice was kind of like it was in my DNA a bit mm -hmm. in that like I'm from a business background and I enjoyed the show and all of that whereas boxing never done it before never been in a fight like nothing so I think that that was more of a, a scary thing than uh than the apprentice even which is mad how did you even get into it like where did you go yeah. and look to do that I um came across a gym in Manchester um, that one of my friends, her boyfriend owns. And with everything, I try and do it to the best of my ability. So I fully went for it with meal prep. I had to lose like seven kg to mm. five, which was a lot. Um, in like eight weeks, I had to, I, I got myself good coaches because I feel like a lot of time of the time, people do try and like scrimp and save on things. And I get that like, you know, um, funds aren't always readily available. Mm -hmm. But um, I think, to really excel, even in a business sense as well. You I was do literally have to, saying the same yeah, thing. You yesterday. have to outsource to people that know more about something than than what you do. So like a lot of the businesses that I work with, I say to them, like, get someone that is an expert at TikTok, like outsource that because the time that it's gonna take you to learn that and do that, like you can't be so busy working 
in the business that you don't have time to work on it. And that's a massive key to unlocking the next level of growth to outsource, even as like on a freelance basis, don't employ people, work with people on a freelance basis and like hone into their Mm -hmm. external skills. Yeah. Um, and that's something that I always try and do. When I first set up my business, I was uh, short for funds and I was mm. buying like really cheap, like nasty costumes mm. when actually the end goal was really good costumes. So actually I went, no, 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 scrap that. I'm going to spend more time buying the crap costumes to then replace them with the good. Yeah. What I did was one costume at a time. Good. But yeah. really, really high end. Yeah. So I started good. with the the most popular character. Yeah. And then as soon as a, a work came in, I'd get another one. Yeah. And another one rather than just doing the scrimping and scraping Absolutely. Thing. And I think that's really good. You've got to identify, follow the money and the money was going to come by if people booking. If you have booking. better stuff. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I think that that's a real um, unlock um, mindset and you've got it as well, which is really good to see. Um, a personal question actually. So sometimes when I'm in business, especially since doing the whole content creating influencing, I always used to focus on my business and then this came into it and then the podcast comes into it and then brands that want to work with you all year and everything. Yeah. How do you deal with getting overwhelmed mm. and being like a scatty brain or ADHD or anything like that? Yeah. How would, what's your advice? Yeah. And I do think that I, I have never been diagnosed with ADHD, but everyone that ever meets me, they're like, come on, yeah. you've got ADHD. Yes. And I'm like, mm, yeah, potentially. Um, <laughs> I think it's hard because um, I'm in two frames of mind all the time. Like I used to try and do everything at once, but the issue is when you try and do everything, everything gets done mediocre. Yeah. Um, so I actually think like it's good to focus on um, and divide your time up by the things that emote the most high value. So say I've got like four or five projects on or I'm doing like speaking things because I like do speaking things for schools or unis or big businesses. Um, I look at the one that's like the most high value, whether that's it brings me the most um, joy or it's the most lucrative in terms of like finance. Sometimes you can slip on that though. Do you Mm. know, you can sometimes put the creative things before the, the, you know, yeah. Or a speeding van's come in for me like yeah. four weeks ago. Yeah. And I'm like, podcast, woo! Yes. And Dan's like, the speeding van's getting worse. Yes. No, so it wasn't a speeding van, that. it was a parking van. Yeah. You know, yeah. let's knuckle down and yeah. contact the company yeah. that you got that from. And that's hard because they there's a book that I read and it's called Eat the Frog. And it says to always do the hardest things first. Um, and that's something that's difficult to do, but super rewarding. Because if you think about it, in the morning, I fall into this trap. I love to like browse my emails, action the easy ones. But if you do the hardest thing first. Favorite the hard ones and leave them. Save that for later. (laughs) Um, But if you do the hard thing first, the day is only going to get easier after that. And they say the same whether, you know, I would never do this because I'm not a psychopath, but um, start the day with a freezing cold shower. Oh, that's becoming more and more common, isn't it? No, thanks. No, thanks. Absolutely (laughs) not for me. You are the weakest link. Goodbye. Anyone that does that. Um, But if I get it, because if you do that cold shower, everything that you do after that, whether it's an an arm workout or whatever, it's going to be easy compared to that Mm. first thing that you did Mm. that was difficult. So I think there's something to be taken from maybe tackling a hard thing first thing in the morning because like it's, it's grasp the nettle, it, it stings, but then once it's done, like you're only going to catapult and enjoy your day. So um, that's still a work in progress for me, but I think you've got to be careful not to become a jack of all trades, master of none. Yeah. Um, but then I also, on the converse side of things, I think it's actually maybe better to be a seven out of 10 on a multitude of things than a 10 out of 10 in one area. Ooh, I like so that. It, it, it's Why subjective. do you think that? Because I think having a vast array of skill sets, whether it's people skills, numerical skills, so you know, um, emotional, um, all of these things. If you're a seven out of ten on all of those, you are. You can be more of a chameleon and, and be adaptable in different scenarios. Whereas if you only focus on one thing, then you'll struggle in other areas. And so. it doesn't potentially doesn't open more doors you know exactly on the same thing forever Mm, so it's it's a fine balance isn't it but I completely get what you mean with like feeling a bit overwhelmed sometimes I do get that and I think sometimes I just take a moment to pause I speak to myself during the day I'm like you literally just said to yourself Lauren you're gonna go and get toilet paper Mm. you've completely missed it yeah you got fucking bananas yeah what are you doing yeah I will say that to myself out loud and go 
what just happened? Yeah. It's like, a, it's like a blank. Yeah. I think writing it down is the key. Like, do you have like... Love lists. Yeah. I think that's a female thing, you know. I don't know a lot of boys that... Um, do you know what, a, a mindset coach actually she's from where mm. we're from she spoke yeah, to me Jess, Jess, yeah. yeah she spoke to me about female energy and male mm. energy um female energy can be very creative yeah and very lists and, yeah and airy fairy floaty yeah. and then your male energy's like gotta do this yeah. gotta do that type thing mm. yeah. i do think there's a massive difference and i would actually um have you got any boys coming on the podcast like yeah no i we feel need like you them. need a boy like perspective on things for sure because they are a different breed yeah uh, but i've never met a boy with a personal planner no no when i do <laughs> people take the piss out of me yeah. I, I buy notebook upon yeah. notebook upon planner upon yeah. planner and don't finish them yeah and they're just <laughs> No, I've got loads as well. And every ex-boyfriend that I've ever been with, as I've always bought them the same notepad and I never use it. <laughs> I bought Dan which... a Hufflepuff one from Harry Potter and he's literally just keep, keeps using it. Oh, that's good. Yeah, he he's well it. trained. Well, yeah, but like he only needs the one and I'm like, oh, that notebook's been and gone. Like, yeah. get a new one. No, I go through one a week because my writing's times the Roman size 95, basically. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's one of those things like you learn as you as you go to how to manage the projects and eventually you just start to um, learn which ones are the most important and rank them in terms of right this is a must do Mm -hmm. this can probably be done tomorrow oh yeah instead of writing a generic list let's write a yeah top priorities and a yeah they say that you should never put more than three things on your to-do list because our brains um best perform to three things and then anything else is a bonus and then you feel positively reinforced um which is good can the listeners have a bit of advice on how to get out of that nine to five, hitting mm. their job mindset, and let's let's set up our own business? But where do we where do where we do start? Because I've got my advice on that, which yeah. I gave on a, a solo episode that I did. Yeah. But you know, you've done the apprentice, you've done business. Yeah. Well. I think <clears throat> um, one thing that I want to say is as well, like social media and Instagram. There's this narrative that a nine to five is really bad, and it really isn't. No. Like for some people, it's it's you know what they like to do it's a routine and um there's people with different brains that are better suited to that and sometimes I think to myself like I would quite enjoy the routine the routine yeah for sure so I just want to say that first and foremost that like I think having a business is quite glamorized like it's not all glamorous like I'll randomly find like a Cheerio in my hair from like four days ago, <laughs> like which is just never a vibe. Yeah. Um, and it's just not, it's not glamorous. Like you're in the trenches a lot of the time. Like, yeah, you accountancy, are. all of that shit. Oh, like, it's like yeah. coming to my year end at the minute. And it's, it is hot. Like it's, it's not all that it's cut out to be. And I know I'm supposed to say like, oh, it's amazing. But I, I feel like it's really important to be like real in that aspect. But it's if you do want to escape it, then um, I would say, that at the start, do something that you can maybe do as a side hustle, test the market, um, make sure that there is a demand for what and you're putting out there. And have passion for it. And, yeah. Because the more passion you've got for something, I feel like the more consistent you'll be. Mm. And consist- for me personally, consistency is massive. Yeah. Even if it's you want to start a YouTube channel, I say to my followers all the time, I'm going to do YouTube, I'm going to do YouTube. Mm. One of them messaged me and said, you're not the one yeah. you're on. Come on. I tried that yeah. as well. If you've not actually tried to start a YouTube channel, are you, are you even human? Yeah. <laughs> and I annoy myself because it's like loads of content coming soon. Yeah. Three years, oh. there's one video. Yeah. Oh, no. But yeah, it's um, it's the 1% um, efforts that eventually accumulate and, you know, that unlock the new levels. Um, but I do just think like be consistent, show up. Like you said, be passionate because if you're just doing it for monetary gain, Ooh, no. it's like it has to, and I'm not saying that it, it shouldn't be financially rewarding because it should, because eventually that passion will run out if you're not financially motivated by it. Yeah. Um, but if it's like a product, you know, set up an Etsy page, set up um, like Amazon, you can self-publish on Amazon now, like so easily. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of different ways that you can start up a business and TikTok is a great way to learn. Massive. I've seen loads of like really, really informative videos on how to start a business on there. I don't go on, like, I don't really post on there, but it's a great learning tool. There's so much free yeah. marketing. And I am free- massively into Dragon's Den at the minute with Stephen mm, because him and, him and Tucker are, T- Tuka, yeah. Tuka Solomon are going head to head because he's like 
fuck off with your TikTok. And he's like, TikTok's the one mm. and you're ancient and he's you're an a dinosaur. Advocate. Yeah. Yes. Love Stephen Bartlett. Wow. <laughs> the first thing he comes out of is like, social media. I like you, social media. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think he's really been good for shaking up the, the profile of uh, Dragon's Den for sure. He's been a, a gem. Yeah. 100%. Last, last thing I wanted to mention before we play a little groovy game is, um, and this is personal really, I just love your tattoos. Can you tell yes. us what a couple of them mean? Of course. It's quite a groovy thing you've got going on. Yeah, you know what? I actually, I'm not edgy at all. I'm about as edgy as a circle. <laughs> but I feel like the tattoos make me like borderline. I'm on the borderline now. Yes, yeah, so I've got loads of um, like little tattoos um, because... They remind me of that movie with Justin Timberlake, Time. <gasps> yes. Yeah. Oh my God, that's the best film ever. It is. It actually, I talk about it all the time, you know, because I think it's a really good... Um, imagine we went, like, for a coffee, and instead of it being £3, it costs you three minutes of your life. Great way of Brilliant. thinking. Um, yeah, so this one is um, the marathon distance. So they're all, like, either memories that I've got or things that I live life by or goals that I've ticked off. So marathon distance. Um, We've not got a live, laugh, love then. No. No, no I have not. <laughs> got a bath mat of that, though. No, I'm joking. Yeah. I haven't. <laughs> Um, and yeah, just like little things that I like to oh. live life by. So what's this one? Self-respect over feelings. Love. Peace over drama we've got. Love. More life, which Love. is like basically a judged up way of saying YOLO, isn't it? Yes. Um, we've got monkey with a plan. This one I like because it's like, don't take life too seriously. We're all just monkeys with a plan, yes. which is can be seen as reductive. But I just think it's so like, yeah, if you simplify life, like that's all we are. Yeah. Like, why do we like stress the small stuff? We're all just monkeys with a plan. Love what that. this one? Oh, ask for forgiveness, not permission. That's more of like a, just do it. Do you know what I mean? Don't th overthink things, just go for it. Um, new levels, new devils. So these are amazing. Thank you so much. And you're just going to keep going and keep going and keep going. Well, I don't think um, you're so like a typewriter. I know, in, in, I know. I, yeah, I think um, I think I'm going to stop now because um, I've uh, I've got. Did you get one for the fight? No, I haven't yet. That's a good one. I don't one. know what to get, really. Mm, I think that's a good one. Killer Camilla. Killer Tattoo Camilla. Maybe. <laughs> Love that. Maybe I'll get that out there. Oh, yeah. I mean? No, I'm joking. No, absolutely not. That's absolutely not happening. <laughs> but yes, no, have you got any tattoos? None. None? You're a blank canvas. I'm a blank canvas. <gasps> I do want a little basic Mickey Mouse somewhere. Yeah. A little Mickey Mouse icon. Once you start, though, you won't stop. Like, no. I always thought um, that I'd never get tattoos, but then I think I've got like... 30 now. Just a little um, Disney icon and a little Harry mm. Potter icon will do yeah. me, I think. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah. tattoos, and again, that's another thing. Like, they used to be, you know, you couldn't get jobs because of tattoos. Whereas nowadays, they're oh. celebrated and they're in yeah. self-expression. Yeah, love that. Um, right, we're going to finish with a little spin the wheel game. Yay, I love um, games. So this game is literally spin the wheel and we'll just ask you a random question of whatever uh, number it lands on. Like it. Okay. okay, wonderful. Here's something I prepared earlier. Yes. <laughs> oh. Okay. Oh, you don't have what's on them, do you? No, it's, it's completely number. random. Okay. So, Camilla. Yeah. Killer Camilla. Yeah. Spin the wheel. Woo. Whoop, whoop. Oh, nice little angelic spin today. Have people been going... Aggressive, yes. I did a really good one yesterday. It didn't stop for five minutes. Oh, God. Okay, we're going on and on. What number are we on? Two. Two. One, Lucky number two, as well. Two, three, four, five. This is my new song I sing for the... Ooh. Spin the wheel. Proper seal as well. The attention Everybody to detail. Loves the seal. Honestly, okay. Oh, if you could be friends with a celebrity, who would it be? And why? And why? I would say, um, I feel like this one's quite a basic answer, but I do love her. I think Olivia Atwood's fab. Oh, yeah. I absolutely love her. Nice. I would be friends with Olivia Atwood because she's so outspoken, doesn't give a fuck what people think. Um, and yeah, she just is authentically herself. She is. She'd be in the circle. I know that we'd And be for mates. somebody that was on such an early season of Love Island, she has smashed it. Her, yeah, her PR, her personal PR is like ridiculous. Yeah. It's like no other unrivaled. She's still got her own show. Yeah. And also she's a little bit of a Joey Essex in that she plays that she's a little bit stupid, but she's really smart. I, yes. know, I know that she's, I can tell that she's a smart cookie. Yeah. Um, and it's um, all part of the... What about like a, a Hollywood okay. pop, like someone yeah. ridiculously untouchable famous? famous. Yeah. Um, I'd probably have to go for like a, a business tycoon there. Okay. Like, 
I'd probably go for Elon Musk. Like, nice. Yeah, I'd have him. He's definitely up there with who I'd be friends with because I think he'd just be so interesting. Like he's one of those people that you just feel like you were doing sweet fuck all in comparison. Like he's sending people to Mars for fuck's sake. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? What so I'd fuck? be friends with him. A monkey with um, a plan. Yeah. So yeah, Olivia, imagine that as a dinner party. Me, Olivia Atwood and Elon Musk. Brilliant. Oh, would be, I'd, I'd, yeah, I'd invite that. you as well. Thank I'd you so you. much. But yes. Can I switch that question up and ask anyone from the past? Anyone from the past? Um, as in like dead? Uh, probably Henry VIII because I'm obsessed with the Tudors. Yeah. Wow. That is a, a great way to um, clear. Say, say if I'm like speaking to, say when I used to go out and be fun and I'd speak to a boy in a club, they'd be like, what are you interested in or whatever? I'd be like, the Tudors, Henry VIII. They'd literally like just go into the toilet and then oh never return. Because I am geeky with like, the past, you know what I mean? Oh I just my think God, that's amazing. There's actually um, uh, an event happening at Salmsbury Hall near us. Oh, yeah. It's like a night That was my first Tudors. ever job offer. Was Salmsbury it? Hall. I was 14 past. and they were Aww. like, do you want to come and have a job? And I was like, I'm 14. Aww, and they were like, cute. when you're 16, come back. Come, love that. Yeah. So yeah, Henry VIII, random one, little uh, curveball there for you. That like a little guilty pleasure? It is. Oh God, I I'm obsessed with the Tudors. 27 and a massive Amazing. Yes. Dan would love you. He loves history. Does he? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I just want to say thank you for coming on the pod. Thank you for having me. My fellow Northern yes. gal. Um, just to finish off, we ask everybody this. It can be about anything to anyone. Mm. What is your inspirational advice for anything? For anything at all? Just um, Camilla's advice. Yeah. Camilla. I'd probably say the time is going to pass regardless. That's another tattoo. Um, so enjoy it. Like whether you accomplish the marathon, do the podcast or put yourself out there in terms of like a relationship, even whether you do it or not, the time is going to pass um, and you're just going to miss out if you don't take action. Um, and I think that the biggest thing that I've learned in the last year is that intention without action is completely redundant. So um, no one ever regrets the things that they do. It's only in action that people regret. I love that. Absolutely amazing. And watch In Time with Justin Timberlake. Because actually, that, yeah, fabulous film. essential. Amazing. Perfect. Thank you so much for having me. No, you're very welcome. And um, I just want to say, I think the best thing about the whole podcast was the 40 animals. Yeah. I think you should go with that wherever you go. <laughs> I will. I've never actually said that either. So Amazing. That's, it's great. <laughs> but yeah, me. thank you so thank much. Thank you so much.